0: Data for the People and Paris 21 Bot Crisis Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Paris 21 weekly podcast Data for the People. Today we have Anila Rora with us, the Chief Statistician of Canada. Anil is portraying a picture of a modern statistical office that was very quickly able to adjust to this new situation and how they have been managing to continue to provide support for his government and for Canadian citizens. You know, we all have parents, we all have relatives, you know, we all have uh, our obligations looking after our kids and their education and our elders. and. know I'm no different my family's no different than I think in many cases Um, so we have the same worries and we have the same kind of challenges however I have to say in the grand scheme of things we're so fortunate compared to so many uh, who are struggling you know who have seen personal health issues tragedies in many cases you know all sorts of things that really touch people uh, and will have long lasting uh, you know effects uh, either economically or in terms of mental health or the stress and so on. And I think as a society, you know, your values really come out. Uh, And so it's a difficult situation, you know, for for some it's a little less disruptive because they have the technology and the ability, uh, they're in relatively stable jobs and can continue the jobs from uh, remote locations. But for many, you know, this is a real real challenge and our hearts uh, go out to everybody who's struggling at this time. So you know, as a chief statistician, and I would say as an organization, uh, we understand that every single number that we are putting out, it touches somebody, it is about an individual. It um, could be a family member, it could be a colleague, a neighbor, it could be a business that we uh, have relied upon, somebody who relies upon it to earn a living. Obviously we're interested in how can we learn from these situations, how can we learn from the statistics, um, and how can we focus on those areas. Um, that really are going to be important in the recovery phase or in the long run, so that, you know, we honor, in a sense, those that are struggling through this crisis. And that's what the numbers tell us, right? They, They allow us to understand the situation, but more importantly, they allow us to be able to address those situations. When this happened, literally it was, you know, within 48 hours, we were all kind of leaving our offices running with our, our, our tablets and our laptops and, and so on. you know, We knew uh, the week after we were going to be collecting the labor force survey in our lifetimes, what it was gonna tell us was going to be more profound than what we had ever experienced. But actually, you know, all that preparation, the, the planning they were doing, the culture that we were building, came into effect overnight, essentially. Our employees just stepped right up, took the challenges, and the kind of information that we're providing Canadians with today is unbelievable the timeliness of the data, the quality of the data. It's just incredible under such you know difficult circumstances. So I think we d- adopted this: let's do the best that we can during this period. Let's be helpful and focus on the priority needs of the country, and uh, you know let's not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I think those philosophies have, have actually really, really served us quite well in our ability to serve Canadians at this time. You know, it's, it's one of those um, situations where you know, the conditions aren't ideal, the pressure is much higher. You know, our regular uh, vehicles and mechanisms, you know, they, they help us to some extent because I think that baseline information, that solid infrastructure that is going to help us in the long run is vitally important. But this is now above and beyond that, that we are looking for uh, innovative ways to get at the situation that, you know, Canadians are facing at this time. And, you know, so as I said, what we're doing is, one, leveraging on the strengths of that infrastructure. So the labor force survey, you know, all the surveys that feed into the GDP. And so I think that critical sphere of surveys that work for us uh, are still going to be important. We can't let them go. Okay, but we have to prioritize. There are going to be some annual surveys or areas... You know, where they pertain to a very, very you know, small group of uh, people, there maybe we may have to make some tough choices. It's, it's not that those are not important areas, uh, but we have to make uh, priority decisions right now. Uh, and I have to say that in that kind of philosophy to be helpful to our frontline colleagues at this stage and to provide Canadians with what they need today, those choices, those tough choices that I talked about, uh, meant that we had to actually reallocate uh, a lot of our expertise and our infrastructure and our knowledge towards helping frontline staff. So, and these are, you know, not your typical kind of things that we do as a statistical agency, but it is very germane to the expertise that we bring. So in a sense, we focus and have retooled our efforts instead of producing statistics, i.e. the goods, um, we are now uh, actually bringing to bear our service and our expertise. So this transition to a service type of mentality is really helping. We are helping build you know, data infrastructure that allows data to flow from, you know, one one part to, to the next in good standards. Uh, we're building interfaces uh, that allow for that data to move through uh, with the kind of, you know, confidentiality uh, and privacy protections, we are building interfaces that allow for dashboards to be created so that we can quickly get at what, what's actually happening. Um, and so that service that we're providing to our frontline departments, whether it's in the you know, health area where we're dealing with, you know, personal protective equipment, uh, whether it's in the areas of transportation Uh, whether it's in the areas of food security and the food chain. You know, these are the critical needs that the country has right now. We're doing it because that's what matters at this stage to Canadians. You know, hundreds of our employees right now, you know, whether it's in the methodology area, whether it's in subject matter, whether it's in, you know, good data practices and how do you protect privacy and confidentiality are working behind the scenes with colleagues right across the government. And they are helping strengthen a a number of these things. So that's one. Second thing is we, as I said, you know, there's no sense in spinning up surveys uh, right now for, you know, gaps that are there you know which we might be able to tell you about what happens in about a year or a year and a half from now. So we've had to go to, you know, more innovative and more I would say responsive tools. You know, so we've had crowdsourcing, you know, the first crowdsourcing application that we put out, a quarter million Canadians responded to that. We did another one on on post-secondary students. 100,000 plus post-secondary students gave us what they were feeling. And we've had uh, collaborations with businesses, with our chambers of commerce. We've had tens of thousands of businesses that have told us you know, what they're uh, going through at this stage. Canadians have responded in unbelievable uh, numbers. And that just tells you about that trust relationship that Canadians have with this institution and how they value good information to help guide us through these times. And you might think, well, that's nice. You know, it's all, it's all good to know what's going on. Let me tell you, the needs from my colleagues in policy departments have never been greater for that kind of information. Uh, now, first, if you don't have a solid foundation and a culture uh, the infrastructure and the willingness, you know, a crisis uh, will, will not change that. All they will do is amplify, uh, you know, the weaknesses in the system. So for us, we were on a modernization journey. So that's what made Statistics Canada a leader uh, in this field internationally, is that we're always looking for opportunities and we're always saying, hey, how can we get better? So I would say you know, we had a pretty good uh, idea. You know, We had the, the five pillars of our modernization to be user-centric, you know, to look for innovative ways and sources of data, to work in partnership, to increase numeracy and literacy, and to make sure that our workforce and our workplace have the necessary tools and the outlook and the governance to be able to operate. So and that's something we've been strengthening over the last you know several years. And I would say thank goodness we made those investments, uh, both hard and soft and cultural investments, uh, because without them we would not be able to do what we're doing right now. I mean we have an organization of just over five thousand. Servants, 2000 interviewers, and we've got 90% of them who are working right now uh, every single day. There is no way we would have that. And the kind of data that we're putting out, the kind of analysis that we're putting out, none of that would be possible. Okay. If we, uh, you know, hadn't been preparing, we didn't know we were preparing for COVID, you know, but we were preparing for this future, you know, where we know that more granular data. More timely data, more integrated data are the way of the future. We're not going to be able to do it all with surveys. We're going to have to rely on regulatory data, administrative data. We're going to have to do it responsibly. So we're going to have to make sure that uh, we can, in fact, provide the inputs as a statistical agency that our society needs in near real time, while protecting privacy and and confidentiality. The trust of our populations as national statistical institutions is a currency on which we operate. The future of statistical agencies is moving. Um, It is moving not towards, look, here are the key economic and social indicators that we can provide, but really we're becoming more responsive and adaptive to a society that is far more complicated, far more intertwined in terms of, you know, social and economic factors and health factors. And so that's the, you know, the kind of the future system that we have to build. We are going to become more and more data-driven agencies, and it's going to be far more of a team sport, you know, where we work collaboratively with other partners who have a lot more timely data in real time than we could ever get through our normal uh, ways of collecting. We're doing more of the data stewardship types of roles. Standards are playing a far greater role in how it is that we are going to interface with our societies going forward. The tools of the trade are changing. There's no question about that. And I think we're just at the cusp of that. You know, when you start to look at the billions of devices that are going to be collecting data and making them available. And then, as I said, that's going to be a world of partnering. You know, we're being transparent and continuing to gain the trust of our citizens, being true to our mandate. I think these are the kinds of things that will still be there, but the kind of software, the kind of data sources, the kind of statistical techniques, I think those are the things that are going to change in a very fundamental way, which means that we have to adapt. We have to have the right infrastructure, we have to make the right kind of investments, we have to have the right kind of governance and the oversight mechanisms. And we have to continue to have that relationship with our citizens. You know, most people aren't saying we need more statistics, per se. I think most people are saying we lack data and we lack the kind of knowledge and we lack the modeling and we lack the forecasting. I think that's where statistical agencies are being pushed to go into some of those areas. And even those key socioeconomic indicators, you know, people are saying, yeah, well, knowing what happened, you know, three months ago or last year or three years ago and that kind of level of detail uh, to the level of precision, you know, I think that this still has a purpose but what can you tell us about what's happening now? Uh, And I think the population is saying, we're okay to take a little bit of a hit on that absolute precision for favoring a little bit of the timeliness. How do you, in these times of crisis, how do you leverage on your strengths? That's the way we've approached it as a statistical agency. We're rising to that challenge. And our mission, as I said, is very clear, be helpful and be responsible. And I do believe, uh, you know, playing that service role that I talked about, that stewardship role. I think will also I think serve us well, uh everyone.